Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. Um, to hear updates about our podcast as well as our band Radio Keys, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Radio Keys Music. On today's episode, we're so happy to bring you the fabulous sounds of the band Glorietta. Enjoy. <laughs> Cheers, Emily. We're back. Hello. In pouring rain, St. Helena. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's the best creative weather. It's I love it when pouring. I'm not like cruising down. The, what is it? The 29? 29. Yeah, the 29. Yeah. Just having uh, trucks going the other way. Just. Oh, man. I'm in, just like you, I'm in, a, I'm in a low car. It's like low to the ground. Oh, yeah. mine, mine especially. It's a Volkswagen Bug. And so like if, if like a big ass truck cuts me off in the pouring rain, I just get like a wave of water. Yeah, It's 100%. like almost kills me every time. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. You're like blinded completely <laughs> for it's, like it's such a nightmare. two seconds. It's like sneezing um, or something. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's the yeah. I'm just like, I guess I'll just, you know, try to stay on the road. Um, yeah. I, I like this weather when I can just be home. Um, driving in it or working in it is, is a bummer, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, otherwise it's good creative weather. I did some painting today and some, uh, try to write some music, but I'm, I'm hitting a, I started writing a song and I got to a good place with it and then I hit like a wall with it and yeah. now I, I just need to give it a little time. You know, when you're trying to I think I need hard, to get in there and help you. I yeah, think, I, I think, think we so. can massage it a little bit, you know, I, yeah. I need to get, I have a bunch of ideas that I've kind of, I don't want to say given up on, but kind of like left alone for a little while and I, think I need that's to get back the beauty of collaboration as you go you know i've written a couple songs in the last few weeks and it's like some of these we can probably just trash but then some of them have some potential but i i you know i'll try to force a chorus onto it and it doesn't work so it's like yeah it's getting another brain on it is really the key totally and then it also helps like objectively listening to it i'll be like oh that part i don't like that lyric or i don't like, like that I part, hate or that part. I hate <laughs> the whole song just burn the you know recording. what just go ahead and stop working on that one <laughs> stop playing music please just just quit no i felt like i felt like that multiple times um not yesterday though we had a really good music day it was one of those music days um where it reminds you why you do it why you sacrifice it was and it's been kind of i feel like today was my sort of um come down off like a four day music kind of bender um and i had a little work in there too so i was just honestly a little tired but yeah so we did like friday night at the starry plow in berkeley with some really great bands and then saturday um we did some music stuff um in uh, Concord, you and I, and then Sunday, yesterday. Well, uh, on Saturday, we really didn't do much because I do, was dying. We didn't do a lot, but it was really exhausting because it was, uh, it was like our parents are are going through a lot of the stuff in their house, so, and we were there, so we were going through like our old. Um, like rooms or childhood so was, memories yeah so I was going through like throwing clothes away and going through my old notebooks I actually grabbed a box of old notebooks from like high school and college of just random writings and I was like okay I have a roadblock right now sorry writer's block I keep saying roadblock it's just how <laughs> weird thing. it's just how weird thing. of a brain I am in right now but uh but yeah I was like maybe these will help kind of remind myself why I started writing songs so I grabbed all those um but yeah it was a lot of like emotional exhaust Oh, I got some, yeah, I got some stuff for you in the car too. I've got like, I've got like a bunch of albums, I think. Oh, is it my box? Yeah, I got your box. Oh my God. uh, I was worried about you bringing in the rain, so I didn't ask, but I think it'll be fine. Um, It's a bunch of records. I just dropped them all in a puddle. It's a, dude, I, okay, so I knew, Tom asked me the other day, 
was it Tom? He was talking about Led Zeppelin one, the first Led Zeppelin album. Oh, you yeah. guys were talking about it. And, yeah. um, and I was like, we have that. And then I looked for it and I was like, maybe we don't have it. And then I realized it was in my collection that I inherited from mom and dad. That's still in their house. They had some good stuff. huh? Oh yeah. And all the doors records. So we're bringing, so yeah, now they're in your car. So now they're, they're nice. making their way to my house. Nice. <laughs> 15 you have feet away. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I could get rid of some, uh, some, this is blasphemous, but some classical records. I have a lot oh. of classical records. Mozart is spinning in his grave right now. I just now. have a lot of, I, I, I just have a lot of random classical <laughs> records that I, I think I inherited from Cynthia. And I was like, these are cool, but I don't listen to them that much. Um, I think I probably gave you some too, because I like thought that I was going to be listening to a lot of classical music when I was days, like a music major. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, I'm, I have my bachelor's now, but when I was like going through it, I would buy like cheap you know, albums. Oh, they're all a dollar. Yeah. I have a Ravel album. I think it's Daphne I and love Chloe Suite. Oh, I love it. Ravel. I'll put that on when I when I wanna just like let my brain bloom a little. Um, but when I want something I can not like without lyrics, I I usually go Coltrane or Miles Davis. Yeah, I you know actually, when you're in the mood uh, for like no lyrics, like you're like, I don't want somebody Yeah, I actually did that when I visited head. Santa Barbara. That's so funny you mentioned it. Like I visited Santa Barbara last and um I had a really late night and woke up early the next morning and then ended up going over to my buddy's house, um, the place where I used to live. The U. Yeah, the U. And, um, it's a U-shaped house. Yeah, it's that's a U-shaped house, it. so we called it the U. <laughs> and um, my buddy Kurt was out of town for the weekend, so I ended up just crashing in his room at, like early in the morning. Which was your old room. Yeah, so not you, know, too weird. you know when you wake up like <laughs> four, after four hours of sleep and you're like, I just need that little extra nap, you know? Yes. So I like I was lying there and I couldn't sleep and yeah. I just threw on a kind of blue by Miles Davis kind and it put is, me right out. Kind of blue is always good. Um, it's, it's my favorite jazz album. I mean, it's so incredible. The yeah. it's just the feel and the vibe of it. Like you can hear, you can hear like the the. It's weird, but like you know how there's like a really unique feel to like a vinyl record. Yeah. Like the recordings just feel like a vinyl record, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. I was listening to it on Spotify. There's it's like it just had that it and... crazy. feel feel to it yeah so maybe a little imperfect about it and um that album i love because a lot of jazz records including miles davis like bitches brew or something gets a little uh too intense yeah. <laughs> like like the reason i think some people think they don't like jazz is they hear something kind of wild yeah like and they're well, like oh like, i don't like it it's too busy and i'm like well god listen to kind of blue and realize just like well, kind how of blue thoughtful was, yeah. it can be kind of blue was a revolution because before that there was like a bunch of bop music which was like charlie parker and 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 uh, super fun though yeah super fun and it's really intense and there's like just a lot of a lot of run it, it was basically solos just so yeah and like it was like trying to come up with these riffs and these lines that they could play as fast as possible yeah. and then kind of blue came along and it like brought back like it was like we can just the melodic chill. eloquence of just like yes one note being played for like yeah. eight you know, like it's got a stream of consciousness <laughs> feel to it. Um, There's a killer lineup on that. I'm going to find the lineup on that album. I think Coltrane's on it. Yeah, he definitely right? is. Um, and then the piano player is somebody imp- interesting and the drummer too. Um, it's it's a all-star lineup. Yeah. All, all those guys were just buddies, which is the cool thing. Like right now I'm reading. Oh yeah. Um, Bill Evans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't yeah. he a barrier guy? Paul Chambers. Um, no, I'm, you're thinking of uh, Brew, Brubeck. Boo, oh, I'm thinking of, okay, sorry, Dave, Dave Brubeck. Brubeck. Never mind. Yeah, he, Never he mind. was actually named, that's what uh, that park next to Concord High is named, Dave Brubeck. Park. That's so random. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. But yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm reading, uh, I think I've but said yeah, it a Bill few Evans. times. Actually, Bill Evans could be. Let's see where he's from. 
I'm reading uh, Lady Sings the Blues again, I think, uh, third time. It's a Billie Holiday autobiography. And uh, she's talking about, like, when she's coming up and, like, playing in all these, like, bars and shit in, like, Baltimore and New York City and, like, wherever, Chicago. And she's just name-dropping all these people. She'd be like, and then this guy came on, and then this guy came on. And I'm just like, what? Like, it's every... And she's constantly hanging out with Louis Armstrong and all these, like, big names um, as they're coming up, too. And it's just a really cool... um, I mean, it's just it was, really cool to think of them all hanging out. It's a You're cool like they're era, all buddies, yeah, yeah. and, and it, they're all kind of like figuring out their sound. And mm-hmm. like she'd talk about how some of them, I can't name drop because I, I won't remember, but I will when we when we cover well, her. Jazz but, isn't really our forte. No, but, but, I mean, but you like you recognize these names. It. But just, she'll sometimes go, you know, this guy came on when he was 20, and he he just wanted to solo all over everybody at first, but then like he'd play with everybody a while, and then he kind of you know, step back and, and he's like a huge name. Well, when and you're you, like, you know, when you're it's like just a, them coming up. Yeah. When you're like a heavyweight in a small pond or a big fish in a small pond, you know, and you're just the man. And then yeah. all of a sudden you get into this house with like six guys who are maybe even better than you are, more yeah. accomplished than you are. Then you're like, Oh, wait a minute. This is, you're a little humbled. I yeah, think we all had those moments where it's like, Oh shit. I mean, it's the same thing with like Hendrix and Clapton. Like Clapton yeah. was like God on guitar in, in London. And then Hendrix showed up, and overnight he was just done. Oh. Not not done, done. Obviously, he it. went on to a great career. But I think, can I just his say, reign at the top was done. I don't like to compare their guitar styles. I think I, it's really funny because everyone, people, does. everyone does. Everyone does, and I does. don't. I don't hear any. I can't. I can't. It's it's apples I, and oranges to me. I cannot compare Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton. I'm like, yeah, they're both great. They're doing completely different yeah. things. I think. I think here's here's why I think they're compared. One. One is their uh, really heavy fuzz lead guitar tone. Like if you listen to to the Cream, uh, Cream, yeah, they're they're like you know Sunshine of Your Love, like it's so fuzzy and and also they both they both yeah they both played Fenders. They're in the same town. They were both at the top. They're same era. They're at the top of their their craft, both of them. But then I think where Clapton suffers is. His like kind of like old man perception where all of a sudden he's playing Tears in Heaven and he has like the glasses and like, you know, he kind of um, looks like he kind of looks like the guy that like drops tonight, his kids off in a, in a minivan. Yeah. Like at the, <laughs> you know, at the local elementary but school. Even, but when they were young, I think they were being compared. Am I wrong? Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, they had now, a heated rivalry. I always wonder what Jimi Hendrix would do if he had gotten old, if he'd be just like an old like ripper blues guy or like what he'd be doing i think he'd be experimental i think he'd be very experimental yeah that's what i think anyway i think he probably would have like went head head first into like synths and like computer generated stuff well he liked i mean he loved effects and and pedals yeah Yeah, so maybe yeah and Uh, once you once you reach kind of the the top of your like skill level like where do you where do you go you experiment i think his engineer was named eddie kramer i'm gonna double check yeah eddie kramer was his engineer and he was all about these like special effects that he would you know just like tape delays or like playing things in reverse or combining like he would like have hendrix play guitar part like a guitar lead like forward and then he would like reverse it and then play them both together like just things like that and and that and hendrix was all about that he loved that so he was really a collaborator along with eddie kramer on that kind of stuff yeah and when he died, Eddie Kramer actually was like taking the lead in remixing and mastering and editing um, his like kind of posthumous tracks that cool. he hadn't finished it. But it is a bummer because if you listen to the tracks posthumously released, they are they don't sound anything like 
Hendrix's like the tracks that he had, you know, his hands on when he was alive. And they sound like kind of like they sound like kind of like muted almost, like a little bit stripped down, like oh, they're yeah. more dull. There's not, huh. and it's kind of a bummer because I know like when I listen to like some of the what is it? It's like something Neptune or other. <laughs> it's like one of his posthumous albums. Um, oh, uh, Sa- uh, Saturn oh, shit yeah. around the sun or <laughs> yeah. Saturn Neptune. Oh, it's gonna. I used to have a shirt of it, and it's gonna kill me. Yeah, he's like and, on a Harley or something. Yeah. He's in like a I motorcycle think, outfit. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Where, where That's going to kill me. Yeah, it's got a handkerchief. Absolutely kill yeah. me. Um, but what I was trying to say is they, they sound, they don't, they really do not sound nearly like what Hendrix sounded like when he was alive. And it's because I think Hendrix was such a perfectionist that he wouldn't have released those songs, at least oh. in the manifestation. They were I always, I always have that push and pull when people release posthumous. Um, a big one is writings. Like Charles Bukowski, they've released so much of his writing since he passed away, which is like, yes, this is great. Emily Dickinson's a great example. It's like, yes, this is great. We want to have this. We want to be able to read it. We want to, you know, it exists in the world. They put it out there and we want it. And then the the other side of that is, well, but they they didn't want this to be seen. So it's a little, Mm -hmm. it's a really, yeah, I'm really torn on that one. but I think I'm also grateful tough. for the I mean, for the stuff that we have. It's like, whoa. Hendrix is a state. Oh, it's called Valleys of Neptune, by the way. What the hell That's was like, I talking about? Saturn, yeah. Sun. Well, I said Neptune. No, I think you're, there's another one you're thinking of. First <laughs> Rays of the New Rising Sun. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. And that one is That's, also posthumous, is it posthumous? obviously. And is that the one with um, like the Golden Rose? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Um, that one's uh, water, Waterfalls, right? Um, no, that's water. That's oh. one rainy no. wish. Is yeah, the one name rainy of the wish, song yeah. I'm thinking we, of. We I sound know because like I such Hendrix experts right now. We're so just <laughs> killing it. Such experts. No, honestly, like track listings and remembering which song is on which album is like not my strength at all. And of course, we didn't think about that. We were going to talk about this shit. So it's always that way. And then I listen to it later, and I'm like, God, I sh- of course, you know, I said something about like rubber about rubber soul and like a song being on it or Abbey road i think and a song being on it and i'm, and I'm like no it's not and then later i looked it up and i'm like oh i was actually right but i second guessed myself because you can't look it up at the time we're just chatting yeah. and i was just too self-conscious but and anyway it's just podcasting yeah. shit and now that my like computer has been glitching out every once in a while i'm like really terrified to like hop on google and like look for yeah. too long because if it if it like crashes out we need to like start it again so and we it's, don't and it's kind of nice to not be googling shit when you're yeah. in the moment because it's like okay we were saying something yeah, anyway yeah. it's that's the way but, conversations used to work but before yeah, just people to put had a cap, phones just to put a cap on our weekend um we had a really a really great time <coughs> other than me being sick as you can hear um we pract we did like a really good rehearsal and then um we packed up and played the starry plow on friday which is a really cool venue in berkeley it's like a it's like a revolutionary, like themed Irish it's a, it's pub. An old, yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's an old like Irish it pub, but it's like yeah. revolutionary thing. They got Che Guevara up there, and it's like, it's just it's so funny to me, like because Shea, like if you go into the po- politics of it, like Berkeley loves Che because he's like a socialist or whatever, right? And he's like pushing that agenda, but he also had all these other sides. Like he was like super murderous and like super racist. And there's all these other things. And it's like, at what point are we going to take his posters down? Like he, he doesn't really survive history that well. Like celebrating him as a revolutionary is kind of sketchy, but anyway, they still have that in Berkeley, like hanging up. And you'd think Berkeley would be the last place I would celebrate like, a, a like a guy with that kind of duality. But, um, 
We played with Roxy Rawson, who's you know one of our favorites. Um, Lottie Da, who was the first time we played with her, and she and her band, and they were they were really really impressive to us. Yeah, it's like uh, her playing piano, and then a was like it a, a Rhodes? It's like a Fender Rhodes. Was it a I bass think? player or a guitar player? They had a bass player, a bass player, and yeah. then a uh, and then drums, a three piece, and yeah. it was great. Um, it's really dreamy, like yeah. chill pop music. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't call it pop music. It's like dream pop. It's like kind of like indie, you know, like. Uh, really chill, but yeah. Um, and then Tay and the Jangle Dows open, and they were they're I cool. Didn't realize Tay played drums. That was interesting. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, um, they mix it up a lot. She has a little banjo thing too. Yeah, they, it's really they cool. They are one of those instrument switching bands. Yeah, they like to. Well, I met yeah. the I met the drummer slash guitar player right before the show, who was from Concord. Shout out. He's Concord, like, you've probably yeah. never heard of Concord, and I was like, like I, um, I have. What? We live in the Bay Area. It's like, <laughs> I was it's like, like oh. one of the largest cities in the Bay Area, sir. I was like, where'd you go to high school? Yeah. Anyway, we were grown <laughs> out, but um, but I was like, what do you play in Tay and the Jangle Dawes? And he was like, um, he was like, oh, I play uh, guitar and drums. And I was like, ooh, that means somebody else. They're gonna switch when someone. Yeah. Whenever someone says that in a band, it's like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna switch instruments, which is always fun. And um, one day we'll do that. I'm just kidding. We'll probably never. <laughs> one do day that. you'll play drums. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Tom's band does that because uh, his drummer in the Unoriginals is also a guitar player and a bass player. So every once in a while, wait, am I mixing this up? Yeah, I think he switches with somebody. Anyway, he can't possibly be because Timmy G's not going to go play. I know. Drums, I'm trying to remember yeah. what I'm talking about. I think, or maybe. Anyway, I know yeah. he was in a different band where he would switch around. Uh, Muncie, right? He was in... Yeah. Oh, it's Muncie I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. so Javier was in Muncie and he would play drums and he also... Wait, never mind. I, th- I think we're thinking of something else. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, that show was great. I, um, it wasn't as much of a turnout as we had hoped for, but it was still like a really good crowd. So it was a really good, active crowd. Yeah, it was uh, It was a lot of fun to come back to Berkeley. We, uh, we haven't played uh, the Starry Plow in about two years. And Stuart and I, you know, I used to live about four blocks away. Um, and for a little while, Stuart lived up in the same neighborhood over on Ellsworth, um, which is really close. And we used to go to that open mic all the time on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's honestly like we played a Friday night show there and it was probably half the people that show up for the open mic. And I'm not saying that to like dog on our show. The open mic is just insane. It's absolutely. It's packed. the most, yeah, yeah, it's on a Tuesday night. Sorry, plow. And they it was still do it on Tuesday nights. Oh yeah. Oh, sure. And it was rated like the best open mic of the entire Bay area, including like San Francisco and Oakland. So like it just got insane. And yeah. like, they only let you do one song unless you get like a crazy audience reaction and then you can do a second. Um, and they usually have a featured artist, but it's like, I, I've, I've been to like Saturday night shows at the plot. I mean, I've been to we weekend saw, shows um, and like, it's always Tuesday night is insane compared to all that. That's where we saw Sam doors. That's where I met Sam. Yeah. Doors. Yeah. It was yeah. at that open mic. Yeah. And, so. uh, yeah, I used to go there with Eric when we were living next to each other. That's our cousin. And, uh, yeah. So a lot of memories there. So it was, yeah. it's fun to, it's fun to, so that to was, go back there. That was Friday night. Then on Saturday, that was when my cold really hit and I was like <laughs> dying all day. Yeah. Um, I just chilled. Uh, we were going to do this podcast on Saturday, actually, but I was just KO'd. I was done. Yeah, well, we had a rehearsal on Saturday night, but it was pretty quick. <laughs> um, and then Sunday, we did a uh, radio show in the morning, KXSF. Yeah, yeah DJ, DJ Webbles. Hangover. Is that what you say? Webbles? Yeah, I think yeah. it's his last name, right? And then, so it's the Hangover Sessions. Um, and what a cool little spot. We were in, like, middle of nowhere, San Francisco, like, warehousey. And we walk into this little room, like, packed with posters and Alex is there, and he's just a sweetheart. Made us feel yeah. super warm and safe and I mean, it's uh, always comfy. Nerve-wracking being, I once, know it's like it's live. Yeah, once the <laughs> red light goes on, everyone like, gets real live. tight. You know, <laughs> yeah. 
I know I listened back to some of it today and I'm like, God, I can't articulate anything when I'm on the spot, but it's all good. And then I we was played. trying. It felt you like I was well. rolling down a hill whenever I was doing it. I was like, I hope this works. Well, it's a, it's a combination of, of, of like, like when we do the podcast, it's like worst case, we like completely like, well, we, we really don't cut it to be honest, but if we like are just have like. 30 seconds of silence because we're both completely brain dead. We I probably don't think we ever it. have 30 we, seconds We've had moments where I'm just like, uh, we got to like cut or anyway, but so that's fine. But like, so there's that. And then also there's no time limit for us, but there is for him. Yeah. So like when we did the, the radio show, it was like, it was like, tell us about the song. But it was like, we knew it was like 20 seconds. So it's I just like, tried to be as honest as possible because he, it's yeah, like, you, did a good you job. can't like make up shit. Like you have to, like, he was like, why do you, do you play this song by this artist? I'm like, yeah. well, honestly, this is when I first heard the song. And like, I would, I was just trying to think of like, reach back into my past and tell yeah. why I picked the song because that's the easiest way to come across. Yeah, basically, he had us pick. Uh, so we played some songs live, some radio key songs, but he had us pick um, eight. We played nine though, eight um, "quote unquote" desert island songs, which we just kind of meant as like took took to mean our our favorite songs, like yeah. some of our favorite or songs. some songs that have lasted throughout our lives. Yeah, songs longest. that I can listen to yeah. today and not be you know skipping or sick of. And uh, and so it's it's hard with those songs that you really love because he's like, why do you love the Strokes? Is this it? And I'm like, I just love it so much. Like it's, <laughs> it's just like I couldn't come up with anything better. But um, but he was so fabulous and we had such a good time. Um, and uh, so we did that in the morning, uh, 10 to 12. And then we rode straight from there to, uh, Lagunitas Brewing in, uh, Petaluma, which is their big, like, uh, brewery slash restaurant slash like beer garden. And they do tours and they make the beer there and they have a gift shop. Like it's this big thing and it's really cool venue and they have a big stage. Um, and we played a, yeah, three hour set. Yeah. And it was, we had a few hiccups for sure. Like I was really nervous going in because at that point, my cold had gone like directly into my throat. That's the worst yeah, when and you're I was a like, singer. I have no Fuck. idea because it's one thing to like do a normal three hour set. You just have to like kind of, you know, treat it like a marathon. You're not sprinting. You're not like screaming. You're not blowing your voice out. But when you have a cold, it's like, I don't you even only, know if I yeah. can physically hold up, even if I'm just talking. You only really, hours. yeah, you only really have, it's, it's really, it cuts you down. It cuts down your, um, you're the quality of your voice. First of all, obviously like when you're try like, I yeah. notice when I'm trying to hit my higher notes, or I'm like, do my slurry stuff? Like, you know, it's just like, yeah. my voice is like, uh, uh, no, it just cuts it. And then also your longevity, obviously yeah. like is just completely One thing it does for me is I feel like my ears kind of get clogged from being congested. Oh, and you can't hear yourself as well. And I don't hear well. myself as well. And I'm like, mm. am I being pitchy here? Like Simon Pitch. Cowell's just in the front row, just pitchy let's pitchy oh god um so yeah um but i thought you sounded really good um we did a so. yeah you pl you you toughed it out the whole time we had a really good turnout with some friends and family and um just yeah just a lot of fun but yeah i basically just recuperated all day today and i just like freaking almost slept all day to be honest i was like needed I slept that a lot i needed that recovery <laughs> i think we yeah we had a little bender um you know what i did all day is uh so i cleaned and I, uh, I was home all day alone. I cleaned and I uh, painted. I did a little still life based on a Cezanne that I've been eyeing for a while. I love it just when like you a little, Cezanne. yeah, it's up there. Just like a little two hour one that I got frustrated with and then quit. But anyway, um, <laughs> and the whole time I was listening to the band that we're covering today, um, and kind of, kind of subsequently falling in love with this album. Um, so the band we're doing today is kind of I feel like I feel like it's a little bit of a bonus episode because the the group we're doing is is basically a super group yeah i mean it's always tough to say super group because like then you think of like 
the traveling Woolberries or like audio but it, slave. But it is. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, well, they're not on the same, so, like, so my point, I guess is yeah. it's a super group, but it's a super group of, of up and coming est- established yeah. artists, but they're all really, up and coming. I they're think. all up and yeah. coming. And they're all a little, like a lot of you will have heard of a couple of the bands that these, uh, band members are, are from. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, you're going to hear a lot of band names in this episode. And I think, you know, if you do what I did and you just go down a rabbit hole of each one, um, it's a lot of new music that you can dig on, um, starting with this album. So the band we're doing today is Glorietta. Yeah, Glorietta. They they call themselves what a, a friends. It's like a friends album, is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, self titled like friends TV show. Friends album. But, like, yeah. I think I think that's a great way to put it because, like I was saying, like super groups always tough to say because you think of like these huge bands like you know audio slave where it's like this huge band rage against machine meeting this huge band in Soundgarden, or yeah. the traveling wilburys or some like highwaymen yeah the highwaymen where yeah. it's like literally like everyone is at the top like the peak yeah. of their and these guys are not at the peak of their industry in terms of like selling records but in terms of being like really accomplished awesome up-and-coming and songwriters, just touring like, for a living which yeah is a they're, huge, they're all huge professional step. huge musicians one their grammy own nominated right. there you go there you go <laughs> but um well, you know what I like about this type of supergroup, though, is that since they're all coming up, they had the time to put out this album and really do it in a really um, organic way. Organic yeah. way, as opposed to like I don't know how the Traveling Wilburys wrote, but <laughs> I, I imagine with how famous Bob Dylan yeah. and George Harrison and Roy Orbison all were, that it was probably a really flash in the pan thing. Um, this was basically like I think. Uh, all these, we're going to go through the members, but all these members came together for one week. They rented a house in Glorietta, New Mexico in 2017. Dude, all, they all these, there for all a week. these bands naming themselves after their streets. Their, yeah, their town. Yeah, their town. It's a pretty easy, I mean, I don't want me to say easy like a, uh, it, it seems like a genuine it's name. A natural well, way you've to go had, about it's it, like, yeah. hey, we spent a week in Glorietta, New Mexico recording this and what are we going to call ourselves, Gloria? It's also a cool name. I it's think a great Gloria name. Is a cool name. It's yeah. not like Concord or something that where they're like, yeah. I thought that album <laughs> cover was like a bird for the longest time. It's a chili <laughs> on top of the house. It's a chili pepper. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if that's the house that they rented, but it sounds like the house they rented was kind of nice. It had a jacuzzi and stuff. But, um, so, uh, do you want to just get right into the first track just to kind of, sure. We okay. can, we can do that. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, first track. Uh, we're going to do is off their self-titled album and maybe they keep hinting at only album. Yeah. Um, Cause they always say they did one tour. They're like, we're only going to do one tour, but uh, so God, uh, and they're probably not going to come to, I think they're done. Probably not. I think, the tour, I think ah, it's all yeah. done. Yeah. So, so the 2018 album Glorietta by Glorietta, this is the second track and it's called um, golden lonesome. One, two, three. Oh 
So the band is basically six slash seven people. Um, and we'll talk about the seventh person that's going to come two on the session. There's next two track. session musicians too who came in too. Yeah, correct. So there's like really like nine ish. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the core, um, is going to be Noah Gunderson, um, who has been basically a solo artist and you, you heard him singing on that last track. It's great, great vocal oh, performance. I think that vocal performance is the reason I love that I love track it when so his much. voice cracks on the, the F bomb in it. <laughs> Fuck me, yeah. I feel like I'm And it just falling. like it, it like anyone who's like had like you know that kind of depression or whatever before. Oh either what even if it's motivated by a breakup or whatever that depression, whatever leads to that, it's like yeah. you do feel that way. Like you're yeah. you're falling and you don't have anywhere to land. Like you just yeah. feel like this weird fucking anxiety. And I just think it's such a beautifully like honest song that really just encap like encapsulates Encap- God damn, I can't say that word. Encapsulates <laughs> the entire. I don't know why you tried. I don't even try for those words. I'm impressed that you tried. It, 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 <laughs> it really speaks to the whole vibe of the album in general, where it's just yeah. honest stream of consciousness. Yeah. Type of type of mood. Yeah. Um, and this song, I think, is God a great. Damn, this golden lonesome yeah. feeling. Um, I really think that they originally wrote "Cold and Lonesome," but app- <laughs> that's what it sounds like he's saying. And when you yeah. hear that that f bomb too, it, you. It doesn't, we've talked about it before and I won't get into it, but it doesn't, it's not grating. No. Like it's, it just sounds, um, but yeah, I agree. He really captures that. Like, it sounds like you rolled out of bed and you're in that depression where you just don't want to move or get out of bed or do anything. And you're just like, fuck this feeling. Fuck yeah. this. Like you can't fit like, it's well, it, a, almost, it just completely takes over your whole body and your state of mind. I mean, the way he sings it, it almost activity. sounds like he's having trouble breathing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It almost sounds like he's in the middle of the panic attack, like when he's oh, singing it, and it's like it's it's, it's such so a, yeah. in, it's, such, it's a, such a good and this song like I I hate to say it but it, it like it kind of puts me in that state sometimes if I listen to it too much like yeah. I'll be like oh man because I'll start thinking of things that put me in that state you know because it's such a powerful message yeah to, and it, it can definitely transport me to like when i've felt that way yeah. before i mean i listened to it maybe 20 times today this was the one i kept going back to um i think it's kind of one of the shiners on this album and uh and i've again we've said it before but i really love when a song can seem really simple at the face maybe the lyrics are simple whatnot um it's not it's not dense poetic lyrics yeah. but the feeling like your favorite dashboard <laughs> <laughs> it's not you know blown in the wind or whatever um which also comes across this incredible feeling but when you just have when you're able to re- relay those uh emotions in that simple way and just the musicality as well that down that like electric guitar and then yeah. it has a little acoustic strum which reminds me of the song that we play um but yeah so you know i'll tell you i was actually reading about them today and uh they were talking about how uh uh Gunderson was in the middle of a breakup induced meltdown and almost didn't come to the retreat. Well, maybe that's how this song. Yeah, came that's about. exactly how I think this song came about. So the, so yeah, Noah Gunderson who sang that last song. So shout out to that chick that broke up with him. Yes, good work. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for that. Um, every every good song needs a muse, you know. Rose. Yeah, every good song <laughs> takes a real good woman to make a mess of a man. Um, it's a great line. Oh, by it's the way. great. And uh, and so Matthew Logan Vasquez um, from Delta Spirit and Middle Brother. That's where I first heard of him was uh, Middle Brother. I first heard of him from Delta Spirit, yeah. and I don't know if you like I. And then you, sh- I 
<laughs> I think I brought up Delta Spirit to do for the podcast, and yeah. you showed me Middle Brother a few years ago. I had no idea that there was a, there was a cross there. Yeah. Um, I love Delta Spirit. Um, well, I'm a big fan of like yeah. John McCauley from Deer Tick. Yes. So like I I like Deer Tick a lot, and then when Middle Brother came out, I was just like I was really into I was really into Middle Brother for a good I think back in like 2013 or 2012, whenever that album came out. Um, the their dear, only album, the middle, middle Brother. brother. It's yeah. again another little flash in the pan, like a super group. And yeah. then, so there's the the album I got into was Delta Spirit's Ode to Sunshine, 2007. And I just want you to look at the album cover because it's one of my favorite albums. Oh, covers. yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's an album cover. It's just like, it looks like a picture of your dad at a party from the 70s. It's like this guy in these yeah, big glasses. He has like a wine glass. And he's got a wine glass. Anyway, it's uh, that I heard that song, uh, Strange Vine, and then House Bill for two off that. And I was like, holy shit, I'm a fan. Um, so, yeah. So, Matthew Logan Vasquez um, from Delta Spirit middle brother um kind of brought this group together um and that group included um kelsey wilson from wild child who i went on a huge wild child binge after i listened to uh yeah they're to her song on this album and then uh adrian casada um who's kind of the producer guy we'll, we'll get into that engineer too apparently engineer he was guy. the one who was like behind the uh behind the the uh, council yes and then jason robert bloom uh who kind of reminds me of a Bob Dylan-y, uh, Ramblin' Jack Elliott type of songwriter. And then uh, David Ramirez, um, who's a really great uh, solo artist as well. Um, basically, it sounds like, you could please jump in at any time, but it sounds like, um, uh, so there was a Craigslist connection. <laughs> um, so they're all in Austin, Texas. Oh, you're um, talking about how they got together yeah, for this Yeah, how they group? first met. So basically Matthew... Well, it also had to do with, I mean... This this Craigslist connection is one thing, but I think it all really started from Middle Brother, from like uh, Vasquez, like yes. really enjoyed that whole process, so, just getting together with two yes. other like prolific songwriters and being able to just share like Jim on the house. Yeah. Just have this like Get honest, this open songwriting. Moment. Know that maybe it's the only album of this band and that's fine. And that's like totally maybe it's fine, that yeah. little flash of like, and I would love moment. another middle brother album. Don't get me wrong. We all would. <laughs> I love, I love that. But that band one too. is such a good, it's such a good um, album. But yeah, if you, if you, you know, all these names are going to probably <laughs> for a lot of you sound, um, new. And, the, uh, and you should look up all of them. <laughs> you should look up all of them. But basically one thing to know is that Matthew Logan Vasquez is kind of what brought all this together. I would yeah. say, yeah. um, so he, uh, it started with uh, basically, and they say Grammy-nominated Austin artist Adrian Quesada um, scored a 1975 Fender Super Reverb amp that Matthew Logan Vasquez had posted online for $700. Pretty sweet amp. Um, and as Matt tells it, he says... Uh, him and uh, Adrian went for a quote unquote grown ass man hang. Um, <laughs> Hashtag mandate. At a, at a little mandate at Anton's <laughs> uh, to catch a set uh, by David Ramirez. They're in Texas. Um, and then after the show, the three of them hung out and uh, it sounds like they drank. Drank all the tequila. Um, and they had an idea, or Matt had an idea, of recording a stream of conscious record with his friends. And uh, he was like, I want to actually make this happen after that, you know, night happened. Um, he says, you know, he's been making these solo records and he wanted to record something with friends. Um, I thought fondly of the experience making the Middle Brother record with John McCulley, Deer Tick, and Taylor Goldsmith from Dawes and how fun that was. Um, Adrian and David were in on it immediately. Um, and it sounds like he kind of, uh, he tapped into, uh, he brought over Noah Gunderson, who I think is from Seattle, and then uh, Kelsey Wilson from Wild Child and then Jason Robert Bloom. 
Um, and then it says to round out the crew, uh, he called his longtime pal Nathaniel Rateliff, who you might have heard of. This is like the only chance we get to put Nathaniel Rateliff yeah, on this show. Yeah, we're never going to be able to cover him because he's huge <laughs> yeah, now. He's uh, you might know his song, Son of a Bitch, yeah. Give Me a Drink. Yeah. Um, and then that's, I mean, that's his big song, but that album is so fun. That whole album, good. Front to Back, is good. And then his second album, his Front second to Back, album. is phenomenal. Like, yeah. Nathaniel Rateliff is really like, like the standard bearer of the type of music that we really love right now. Yeah. Like that Americana movement, yeah. like soul Americana, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, just exciting. Old country, like whatever yeah. you want to call it. Like, yeah, just it, really exciting rock and roll too. Like yeah. that shoe, shoe boot song. Shoe boot. That's like it just starts out with like greasy the soul dirty song. horns yeah. and like this dump, like this fat. I was really f- had my fingers crossed for that uh, sophomore album because you know sometimes that sophomore album sophomore was, slump yeah yeah but he it did was, the opposite it was not a slump <laughs> they blew it out of the park no. and he he actually um, took a few of uh, uh, Leon Bridges's uh, horn players oh. from Coming Home I know that Jeff Daisy I think that's his name <laughs> is the sax player on Coming Home and he's also now in Nathaniel Rightlifts band and I just basically know all of this from Instagram but um, so yeah he, he got a lot of those guys and I think Leon Bridges and Nathaniel Rightlift did a quick tour together a couple years back that would have been a fun show yeah I've seen videos of them all on stage together so I know that they all they're all buddies which I'm so jealous of um, but yeah, so Nathaniel Rateliff at one point popped in for like three days. Um, and the next song we're going to play is actually features him on it. Yeah. Let's just get into it. We're, we've actually, sure. we talked, we were fucking real chatty Cathy's earlier in the show. So, so we already- I'll give, I'll give a little quick, uh, quick background on the song. Um, this song is me called I know. And, uh, yeah, so they're all in a house in a week in Glorieta, New Mexico, uh, you know, cooking and drinking a lot of tequila, it sounds like. Yeah, and it hot sounds like they drink lot, and so much tequila. It sounds like there was a lot of tequila I don't know how they function, drink. like, because yeah, I drink I that much tequila and I'm on the floor. I can't drink any tequila. No, you have, like, can, some kind of allergic reaction No, I can't do tequila. Yeah, you have, you have a problem uh, with it. <laughs> but so the story behind this song is there was a lot of, like, you know, they're living together. They're cooking. You know, it's fun. Um, and so uh, so they say that he, uh, he planned to come for just, like, a day, but he ended up staying for three days and uh it sounds like uh adrian had a riff um and that's i think that that's was really a cool. common theme throughout this album yeah it sounds like he um Has, contributed a lot of instrumental stuff yes. and then people added lyrics to it so adrian Quesada, yeah yeah um, and he was and like yeah. you said he was a grammy nominated artist and he works on like um con- uh musical scores and stuff yeah so film it, com- if you yeah. google him film composer is what comes up and okay. you're like wait what is it? what so um, yeah <laughs> it, it sounds like he came up with this riff and then uh kelsey and, and this is in the morning yeah kelsey um, they're Wilson. all sitting at the kitchen table drinking tequila maybe it's not in the morning but i had the impression that they're it was in the defi- morning. no let's just pretend they're drinking <laughs> let's tequila. Tr- pretend they're drinking tequila in the morning uh and uh Ray famous started musicians. singing and want. then um Kelsey Wilson remembers they yelled, guys, keep going. And then it sounds like Kelsey and uh, Nathaniel went and wrote some lyrics. Um, and then they all came back together and they, it's just, it's, it's such a fun way of thinking about it because, yeah. you know, you can write a song like that. We've yeah. done it. And it's, sometimes it's magic and sometimes it's just, you know, stream of thought or it, it ends up getting canned because, you know, it was just not the right vibe. But when it works, it's so cool to have that story of like, hey, like instead of taking a guitar riff and sitting in a room for a couple of days and thinking about lyrics and obsessing over it and like thinking about the chorus and obsessing over that, instead of that, we just got five people in a room and it was like, no, we just got to finish it. Let's just yeah. finish it. And you just yeah. fucking finish it and yeah. it works. And like, you, that's how this sounds. 
sounds know, like it, it was, was tough for us to pick which songs that we wanted to play on this album because it's kind of like a patchwork quilt. They're all so like, different. They're all so yeah. different because they're all such different songwriters. And, you know, you, I don't have to love every album or every song on this album, and you don't have to love every song on this album, but it doesn't change the fact that every song can be accessible to a different type of person. Like, yeah. One of, like, I, we're not going to call them out, but, like, one of your favorite songs on the album was like one of my least favorite songs on the album and vice versa. And there's nothing I wrong. Think, yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, <laughs> but that, that shows how big of a, a spectrum that they're going for here. And you have six, six, seven, maybe yeah. if you can't nothing in a way live, uh, different songwriters coming in, um, and putting their egos aside is a big yeah. thing that, uh, that they were, that Matt was talking about, um, putting their egos aside and just kind of like each saying, Hey, I have this song. Cause any songwriter right now, has a song they're working on totally. so they they put them all in a at house together for, at least one yeah. you know i probably I maybe have, have like five, nine or ten that one that i like four yeah. that i think are kind of shitty but i'm still kind of working on them reluctantly but yeah like any so you know you take six songwriters put them in a house for a week and get them drunk and go hey what song are you working on right now that could work for this yeah and they just give you whatever song they're working on and it and it doesn't have to be okay, this is going to fit with a theme of this Gloriette album. It's like a, it's like going to fit into this vibe. And none of They're them have all, an agenda. Yeah. Like, no, oh, we need to no be more agenda. rock and roll in this album because our last album like, wasn't rock and roll weird. enough. And yeah. Or that's too yeah. quiet or that's too sad. Our last album was sad or, bastard and we need to be, we need to pick it up. So there's one song that's completely in Spanish. like it's it's like they just they don't there was no worry of like let's put let's put us in a box you know it's like totally like let's just keep it open we've got all these songwriters in a room let's fucking go for it so anyway yeah let's we can get into the next track yeah let's get right into it um i really love this track a lot this was one of the tracks that first piqued my interest in it that along with the next one we're going to play which is just in incredible standalone song oh yeah um but this song i really love like uh, the instrumental like chorus part it goes like it re- the chorus is kind of just like an instrumental part and then it's this i know like yeah. that which is the chorus is just like those little those few words but like it it has such a cool transition part so it goes from like this really groovy like funky soul part which nathaniel rateliff is killer at mm-hmm. um singing and it, it feels in yeah. any of his albums it'll, it'll prove yeah. it and then it goes into this really weird almost like zeppelin-esque like like a uh, chorus. You th- well, part. you think the song's over too, and then it comes back into this like jam. yeah, and then it has like this crazy yeah. like Queens of the Stone Age jam in the end, where it's yeah. just like <laughs> that's that's the kind of heavy shit that I'm into sometimes. So yeah, I, I feel like the last song is like your hangover song, and this is gonna be your yeah. like you've you've come out of that and you're <laughs> and you're yeah. you're ready to get back out there. Yeah, and it's yeah, and anyway. they're actually like two and three on the on the album uh, respectively. So yeah, it does come right after Golden Lonesome. Yeah. All right, so this is I Know off of Glorietta's 2018 album, Gloria. I'm gonna leave right now 
So you could tell they had so much fun recording so the end of that song. So much fun recording that song. <laughs> like I love, I love just the vocal cadence in the verse. It's so good. And it's just such a good groove too. Yeah. And also I, I didn't notice it. The reason why I guess it, it kind of gives me a Led Zeppelin vibe. I don't know. It, it's like kind of like that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Those it's backup just, vocals. Yeah. So yeah so epic it so has like the same epic feel that like some zeppelin tunes have yes at least i think so and then he, yeah you could just tell they had so much fun recording in the end maybe they're, maybe they're using that a uh, 700 hundred dollar 
amp too. You never know. <laughs> the amp that uh, maybe they are. Yeah, that started the band. That sparked the whole thing. Um, what I really like too is like I listened to this album a few times and I was like, okay, I can tell who's singing on this and I can tell it's, who's it's singing on this. It's tough for me to tell. It's, well, it's tough, but once I watched a few videos, I was like, I get it. But then if you watch, um, if you do watch their live videos compared to the recordings, they're they're constantly all singing so like for example yeah. that first song we played uh golden lonesome uh if you watch um one of the videos I, the first one that comes up on they youtube they have some live sorry. videos right it's, yeah that, they that's have a live a, one have, it's a live video yeah. yeah to be clear um i don't think they have any like music video videos but no, so this is a live so video of them playing it and obviously noah's singing lead and then when it gets into the like fuck me i feel like i'm all five of them or six of them are singing. I think it's not Adrian, but it's the five of them are all singing yeah. and they're all harmonizing. It's like, oh shit, it's really chilling. Nice. Like it's like, oh man, they all like, maybe they wrote it in that house and they recorded it this way, but now that they're playing them live, they're like all singing the uh, the harmonies. It's crazy that they went on tour because they have six they of went them on one all tour. Seven, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy that they went on any tour. Like, yeah, because there's like what seven maybe nine of them minus Nathaniel Rateliff and a few other, I think Nathaniel Rateliff brought a few of his guys too. He did. Some of the, yeah. uh, night sweats guys yeah. played on, uh, played and they're on a couple such tracks. Gro- they're so good. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. So we've already <laughs> we've talked almost <laughs> much, as much about the night sweats as we have. About Dude, the but, um, yeah, they're just incredible. Like just, yeah, just listen to them. But yeah, it's incredible that they could, um, just coordinate their schedules like that you know all six of them because wild child's doing their shit well and matthew logan baskets yeah. like just came out with a new album and it's a killer oh, album. yeah and uh yeah and then david ramirez is is doing a lot too i was looking up him today yeah like you said wild child um they're all wild working child is one of the most popular um artists i think in in this group um because I, I had no idea. Yeah. Like I, I went to I, a rabbit hole with her well, today. Where I was similar like, oh to my you God, and I, great. how we started. It's like a dude playing guitar and singing and, and her. Right. And, and she, she does plays other shit violin too. too. Yeah, she and she violin. played violin. I think on that last song, you can hear a little weird violin in the yeah. beginning. So that's Kelsey Wilson. Um, but yeah, I, I her track that we're going to play next. I heard off this album and I was like, this is a standout for me. Like this is a really fucking well-written song and a really amazing song. And then, uh, and then you, texted me you're like oh you know this is a wild child song and well, we were a little confused yeah my friend told me i was like you have to check out this song by glorietta and i like showed it to her and she was like no that's by wild child and i was like no it's by glorietta <laughs> like, nah, just me. and then we like went back and forth <laughs> and then i looked up wild child and i was like oh shit this is totally a wild child i did the song. same thing yeah. i was at work i was listening to glorietta getting ready to um to kind of dive into them and and then uh you you sent me the wild child thing and i i just went on a three-hour wild child binge um and really listened to her whole um uh albums and was just so um impressed with all that um so she's a real standout um so to switch gears for a second i just talking about their tour yeah um so they went on one tour and i did find an article about um by Neil Ferguson uh, for Glide Magazine Go about Neil. about when they were in Portland, and uh, he talks about um, how their uh, their whole philosophy is loud and clear. They come out on stage to Randy Newman's "You've Got a Friend in Me." That's one of my favorite songs. I know it is blasting through the sound system. 
so made that's famous they, from the movie that's Toy what they Story. come out to yeah you've got a friend in me so they come out to that um and then they do their whole thing and they're like all singing together and all this thing and it's just a big love fest and then at the end he says they actually cover the song you've got a friend in me no damn it garth brooks's friends in low places oh that's they awesome cover that live yeah i read that and i was put a huge smile on my face because i was just like the, i think that's like it's it, it's in the pop country realm that i think gets a little bit of i think i don't know i think pop country can be really terrible it can be toby keith yeah. who i will say publicly not i think it's awful of, yeah you're not a fan um of. yeah I'm, i don't care and i'm not a fan of him either you I know, know, he's, he's a fucking yeah, asshole. He's an asshole um yeah he's a racist weirdo anyway so he he like takes pop country and like it gets that rep and i feel like people really good songwriters like garth brooks get pulled into pop country and i don't really want them to because i'm like oh it's not it's not <laughs> that garth brooks is, by all accounts is a gentleman Oh, he's such yeah. a sweetie. Yeah, and, he's, and, he's and Friends little, in Low Places is such but a he's, good... He's, but I don't think he, he yeah. represents that like white trash, like <clears throat> Trumpy, no. shitty... And obviously, I don't want to get too into it because we'll just lose fans. You All know? of our Trump supporter listeners are... Well, fuck them then. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Um, if you love Toby Keith, you're probably not uh, going to enjoy listening to us talk yeah. at all because uh, he's a nightmare. Um, so anyway... Um, but yeah, so, so Garth Brooks, I feel like people can kind of... Uh, I don't know, maybe well, put him in the wrong realm the because thing. of his fans, but his songwriting's really great, and Friends in Low Places is a really great song. Well, here's the thing. It's like that song came out so long ago. It's like maybe it was pop country but when it came out, but it... Maybe it started the pop country, and then he backed off it. But you know how that happens? No, he's definitely still very much pop country. Yeah. Like He sells out stadiums and then like flies around on wires and shit when he performs. <laughs> On wires? Yeah, he flies around <laughs> on wires, dude. Oh, okay. You never seen that before? No. He has like his little headset on. He like fucking fly. Are you googling it right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Look it up. So a hundred percent. Yeah, no, but the thing is, is that song is so old now. It came out what like over twenty years ago that it's it's just kind of entered into the American like conscious as like yeah a country song that yeah. everyone knows. So like. If you're like played in karaoke, guaranteed way to make everyone at the bar just start singing. Guaranteed Dude. way. Yeah, so we should start covering it for when we play uh, certain uh, <laughs> venues. Well, we play, we play, um, <laughs> we play "Family Tradition" by Hank Williams Jr. That does very and well that song everywhere. Always kills. Yeah, it every does time. Really well. It's a great song. Again, yeah. just a great song. And like, I don't want to like, yeah, throw it in this realm with a lot of really shallow. Um, Country. I only have one example, and I feel like I'm really dogging on him. But leave Toby anyway, Keith alone. I, I won't. I won't because I think he's awful. Um, but uh, not just musically. I think he's a bad person. But and I don't say that often. I say it with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah. So they cover "Friends in Low Places," which is so fun. Um, so and and uh, when they I would first, love to hear them do it. I'm sure there's yeah, a live video of it. It somewhere. happened live. I couldn't find one today, but I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure it does. Um, there's a there's a song on this album too called uh, called "Friends" that uh, Matthew Logan. Vasquez sings and it starts with the lyrics remember the first night that we got acquainted you fell out of my window I hadn't laughed like that in ages and it's about when he oh, met I found a few when videos. he met Nathaniel Rateliff um, and apparently Rateliff fell out of a window um, so a lot the a lot of the underlying theme is like you know a bunch of friends coming together. I feel yeah. like I'm being really <laughs> cheesy right now, but like that's, that's what um, Kelsey Wilson has a quote. I wanted to say, uh, she says, uh, Vasquez threw us into a house together and said, we're going to do this thing. Don't worry about it. You're all going to love each other. <laughs> and that very first night within the first few hours we had set up, written and recorded a really solid song uh, that kicked it off. It was like, that's how this week is going to go. And it never slowed down after that. 
Yeah, it sounds like everyone was hesitant. Like it sounds like everyone yeah. like wanted to do it, and then when it was actually going to be a thing, they're like, I don't know. Well, Kelsey, like, and then uh, she. It sounded like they were saying she was maybe a little self conscious or um, needed a little nudging, as they say, of coming because it, you know it's a bunch of dudes with guitars, and she wasn't sure if she was the fit only in. female in the, gr- yeah, in the group. And, yeah, and then uh, they say that David Ramirez was uh, under the weight of possibly the worst hangover of his life. Oh, and then Gunderson was Dave. in a in a breakup induced meltdown. So those three were definitely on the line, and they yeah. were like really trying to get yeah. them in. Um, and, and I'm sure Nathaniel Rateliff is impossible to get a hold of. Well, it sounds like, like him and Vesquez are buds. So yeah. he called him out and was like, hey, all these musicians are in one house. You should just come out. And then Rate Lift, they say he drove through the night. I don't know where he was driving from, but they yeah. say he drove through the night. I think he's, is he down in, maybe located in Texas? I don't know where he resides. I think a lot of those guys are Texas musicians. I think they are too. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, well, it shows the magic of what happens when people show up. <laughs> yeah. You know, like when everyone's hey, showing just up is half fucking the battle. Shows up. Yeah, just everyone shows up. Yeah. So, do you want to go into the next uh, tune that's going to feature a little more of uh, Kelsey? Which uh, yeah, this one a lot is of magic. All like all Kelsey, and it was produced um, by Ramirez, right? By David Ramirez, yeah. who said uh, something like, "I've never, you know, produced anything before." He's usually he's a front man and a singer, guitar player, songwriter, and uh, I think he really enjoyed really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, and he says being this, on the other side yeah, of he it. Says this oh, you about got the quote, it. yeah. Good. That was the first time that I produced someone else's song. The arrangement and the harmonies, it's such a beautiful song. The sentiment is so sweet and tender. There was a moment when the guys were singing that and Nathaniel and I were in tears. Which, I mean, this wow. this is a song that, um, this is maybe the first song that I heard by Glorietta. Wow. Um, and it just came up on a random, you know, Spotify playlist. Like, they yeah. always come up. Yeah. And, um... I was just, I was just stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, who is this? Like, it just sounds like, again, I, I always bring up Led Zeppelin, but it's that same kind of vibe. Um, and I'm not sure what it is. It just has some sort of magic to it that like she, Led Zeppelin definitely yes. has. And, and for some reason their recordings, like really, re- at least some of them, maybe two of them, like really remind me of it. And this one definitely reminds me of it. Um, yeah, I and, agree. And, and her vocal performance, it's haunting. Her vocal performance. I was going to use the same word. You just read my mind. Oh, really? Um, yeah, well, her, I, th- I think she wrote this song. It, it sounds like they all got in the house together and they all, like we said, we, they all had songs that they'd written because they're all songwriters. And this was her kind of song that maybe she was working on and they, they just all stepped back and went, fucking hell yeah, let's do it. And, um, and brought it to its potential with the production. And it's like lyrically, it's, uh, it's, um, well, I'll just let it speak for itself, yeah. but it's, 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 I, it's something that I've listened to a few times and I still, I found so many different meanings from it and, um, ways to sort of, uh, look at it and think about it. And it's, it's just, it's, it's got a lot of layers and it's in, it's very genuine and her vocal performance again is incredible. So I'll stop talking and we can play it. Yeah, let's play it. Uh, so this is, uh, the song sinking ship off Glorietta's 2018 album, Glorietta. Wasting time with you. 
Chilling Just, song. Yeah, gosh. I, we, maybe we should have played that one first. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time I heard that, I was I was at work, and usually I can kind of have my headphones on and like be kind of doing some mundane stuff uh, while I'm listening to these bands. And I think during that song, I just kind of stared for like three and a half minutes. I just like stared off and I was just like completely immersed. It's um, such a simple arrangement. It's just acoustic guitar, yeah. her vocals. Eventually there's like a little creeping. It's some kind of synth pad, organ, organ thing. Yeah, I was hearing that at the end. And then um, and then like I was, we were talking in the break. It kind of has like these backup vocals that are like really reminiscent of like Knocking on Heaven's Door by Bob Dylan. It's like, ah. Yes. It's like the same descending line. Yeah. But it, it really adds a lot. You, you can just see all those bros in the background. <laughs> all those Gloria <laughs> bros just in the like background doing it. Wide eyes like this song but yeah, is so damn you, good. Now you know why Nathaniel Rateliff was in tears while they were writing and recording Dude. the song. Because it's like, it, it's one of those songs that, it, that just stops you dead in your tracks. Like, 100%. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And so haunting. And we were also saying like, it kind of has like, she has a really similar vocal quality. And we don't mean to say this the wrong way because... Um, you can take it as you will, but she has like the same innocence and, um, um, and honesty. vulnerability you said and honesty, honesty yeah. as like, as Meg White does in those early yes. recordings, like in if the cold, cold of, night. In the cold, cold night yeah. that Meg White sings. Um, and she's clearly a much like more accomplished singer. Kelsey is. Yes. Than Meg White. But there's something about Meg's vocals that are, you know, like we said, haunting, innocent, yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. And, she has those qualities, but yeah. she's also a great singer too. Yeah. And also well, a she great can, songwriter. and that, that's the beauty of, of having, cause I listened to wild child a lot and I was like, okay, she can, she can belt, she can hit whatever she wants. And, uh, she has that, um, spectrum in her, uh, in her like card. What do you say? Like in her, uh, her repertoire. Yeah. Her repertoire. Like I think of it like a deck of cards. Like she can play all those. She notes. has that in her bag of tricks. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I don't know. I'm just going. No, I like it. it. I like what you said. Um, But uh, you you get what I mean. Um, But she knows when to just play it down. And in this song, she uh, she's doing this kind of whispery falsetto. If it's cold in the water, Emily killed it. Man, maybe we should cover this song. (laughs) Hey Kelsey, I I might just cry every time we play it. It's (laughs) too intense. Um, But yeah, and uh, I just I just love that if it's cold in the water, and she. And she does it quickly, but am I better for it? If it's cold in the water, am I better for it? So you said about this song, yeah. you're like, if the singing ship goes down, it's kind of like, you can take a lot of meanings from it. It could mean, it could be political. It could be a lot of things. But if you want to look at it as a lot of songwriters like to, or people like to, it, you think about relationships. And uh, you you think if, if this ship goes down, like looking at a relationship and saying, if it goes down, 
if it's cold in the water, am I better for it? That's fucking yeah. brilliant. Well, I think like like if, I, I, if it hurts, <clears throat> if it hurts so bad, like well, if this water's fucking cold, yeah. am I am I gonna well, get better what because I the love pain about was it so and big? What's so um, what really comes across as as uh, translating to like the average person is like right. we've all been in that relationship where we look at you know the trajectory of it and we look at the possibility of where it's going yeah and you see that there's probably a very small percentage chance that it's going to work out and then you think am i better for having it and i know that this sinking ship is going down but should i just stay the course and you know go down with the ship and when i hit that water it's going to be cold but am be I better, better for, it? for it? Well, yeah. if you think about it, and we talked about it with Noah, um, who sang that first song, Golden Lonesome, goddamn this golden lonesome feeling. It's like that didn't come out of him, you know, never having his yeah. heart broken. Fuck. Like, of course, you know, the most beautiful things have, I think, come out of heartbreak and pain. And, and she she really articulates that in this song in 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 one of my favorite ways where it's like in a in a metaphor that's not overly kind of flowery and it's it's just a really simple metaphor of like a sinking ship and cold water and it's like and and pain and sort of seeing the ship ship is going to go down i was singing today um about uh the titanic it's hard not to put it's hard not to like (laughs) it's hard not to put yourself in like picture whatever relationship it was that you've had that feeling with and it it's such a really honest way to encapsulate that feeling. There's that word again that maybe I'm saying wrong, but to, to take that feeling. Inca- yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm not going to yeah, say it. No, and I'm self-conscious too. So, I get really self-conscious on this podcast. I think the way that, that she was able to take that feeling yeah. and put it lyrically and put it to a mood and put it to just everything it's, it it just again it's just like the golden lonesome where it, it yeah. grabs me shakes me out of where i am now and yeah. puts me into a back feel to it where that puts me into back was. where that was so that's, well, why that's what it, uh, it's so vulnerable and it's hard yeah. for me to listen like i can't listen to that song multiple times in a row i can't listen to it casually yeah, i didn't i told you, you i didn't listen to, listen to great it great way to say that you can't listen to it casually no you can't listen to it casually i i listened to it at work that one day and it fucking threw me out like it threw my brain out i was yeah. like whoa and then uh today i was listening to a lot of glorietta and i already knew we were doing that song so i did not listen to that song um because it it it's powerful in that way if that makes sense like i was like oh i'm gonna listen to the other songs and kind of get my brain around those but but just the headset i was in i was like i need to uh frame of mind i was in uh i need to sort of Mm -hmm. stick a pin in this until i'm ready to talk about it because it's yeah it's really powerful but yeah shout out to matthew logan vasquez for putting this group together because without his vision and without his idea like this that song i mean it probably would have materialized but would it have materialized with you know david ramirez and adrian quesada no uh, producing it and engineering it would it have no materialized with them singing the backup vocals yeah. with them maybe helping arrange certain guitar parts yeah. because she says she didn't really play guitar right so right it makes me so it makes a me lot, there's a lot that goes into this and and the fact that they were able to have this week where they were doing this thing it, there's some incredible music that came out to to it or came out of it and it's all because of a vision that one guy had where he just brought you know these quote friends in low places <laughs> together and they had an incredible <laughs> week he says uh uh matthew logan vasquez there's a quote um they're talking about uh somebody asked him about ego or something and he says uh, everything was fair game 
There was no formula. We were along for the ride, and I'm glad we got to work on a couple of my songs. Um, and then Quesada, Quesada sorry, said, uh, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience that we could have never predicted, and there's no way to replicate it. Um, and I don't know. I think that, you know, with this kind of magic, it, it really inspires me because I, I think of, like, who I'm comfortable writing music with. Like, And this is just obviously me. Yeah. Um, internalizing it and making it kind of personal. But the way that I'm doing that is like, I'm, it's like, okay, uh, when I write songs, I can work with you and the people I'm comfortable with. But when you put a bunch of people in a room that are songwriters that have never met and you say, Hey, and you say to, you know, Kelsey Wilson, who wrote that fucking bare bones song that's so intimate and insane and you say hey i want you to pitch it to five musicians that are like dudes that you don't know five dudes you barely know (laughs) they're like you know and it's like and 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 then this magic happens and it's like the the fact that that can happen and it's and it's all about everybody just being a little on the line putting their fucking heart on the line their pride on the line whatever it's like anteing up right like everyone puts the ante out like yeah everyone in this band is anteing up and he says a lot he says you know um we can't have a harsh parameter like this is this is very like he kept saying you know this is he doesn't say love fest i say that word a lot (laughs) but he, he basically says like uh I think, oh, I have a, I have a good quote. Uh, Redline Roots asks, um, when you get back to the germ of the idea, how similar is it to what you thought of? Any surprises? And then uh, Matthew says, I think when you have so many people staying all together, having a harsh perimeter is not good. Every songwriter in their own right is a leader and is a very creative person and can give things direction. So the idea is that when somebody puts a song on the table, we're all very supportive behind the idea. So it kind of naturally all came together in its way. Having a room full of leaders, it's a lot easier to put it together. And, you know, we're all happy to play the backseat too. Um, because I thought about that. I'm like, okay, you have a bunch of like front people in a room, basically. Like we're, I'm the songwriter. A bunch of type A personalities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think the tequila helps to have everybody go, no, oh, I love sure. your song too, yeah, man. Sure. I love your song too. Um, I mean, they constantly go back to the tequila. And <laughs> the tequila like, and, the, and they're like bio. cooking. And like, yeah. I just, I just love the thought of like, they're all roommates for a week and it's like, let's make an album out of that. Yeah. And like, but, but, but yeah, I think, I think my landing point was like, it, it's good to get out of your comfort zone. I know that's a really basic advice to say, but like I, I, it, it really inspired me. Cause I'm like, you know, I, I write with you, with you a lot yeah. and you're my comfort zone with music. And, uh, it's fun to think that like you can, you can kind of collaborate too. Well, it would be awesome to find like a bunch of songwriters that we like love and respect or that we don't even know, but we respect. Yeah. And then like to have like a, a week where we just get into a studio and record it. It would be such an incredible experience and I'm jealous that they got to get, you know, got to do it, but I've done it one time. I, uh, Jeff Jernigan called me one day and was like, Hey, oh, do, yeah. you, do you want to come to, uh, to Pete's and like, I'm working on the song and I need a female vocalist on it and I want you to write lyrics. And I like showed up, I was like 22, showed up, we drank some coffee. He had his guitar. He just didn't give a fuck. He was like outside at Pete's just playing guitar all loud. And I was like, okay, we're just going to like write this out. And we like wrote the Jeff song. Jeff Jernigan's a great dude. I miss that guy. The voice of God, as yeah. Tom used to say. He's an incredible voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a great guy. And uh, we were just wrote the song and he was like, it's funny because I just like come up with something and he's like, yep, that's great. Print. Like we're doing that. And then uh, like a week later, uh, we went to Jay Young's uh, studio, which was like in a little mobile home. Yeah. And uh, we recorded the song in one night and then it was just existed. And I was like, thank God I said yes to that. Like, 
yeah. coffee thing. Like, hey, come out and help me write the song. Okay. And then now it's just like, I think it's a good song. And I wrote that one song with him too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, went to his house that one yeah. day and we drank oh, fuck, a lot and like crashed <laughs> at his giant house in Brentwood. Yeah. And like... It, it was, I, I still have the recordings. We never got to finish them, unfortunately. But like, I listened to that song still. And I'm like, dude, this song's not bad. Like, it's we could good. definitely work You said it to me recently and I was like, oh my God, it's been a million years. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, he, and he was, he was a fun person to collaborate with because he can. He was warm. He's so fucking talented, open. but he can put his ego aside and be like, and he's just excited about what we're yeah. doing too. Like, I was so intimidated when he asked me and then I was like, well, here's the lyrics I have. And he's like. They're perfect. And I was like, yeah, Fuck, I used to do yeah. open mics with him all the time, and yeah. we would chat and like just have a great time at these open mics. So he's a really sweet dude, and I, I do miss him. I feel I think like he's like in like where is he now? Like in Arizona or some shit? Um, I think I don't. He's know. out of town for sure. He's out of town. He's out of California. Yeah. I think they bought a house somewhere, which is what a lot of married couples in the Bay yeah, Area it happens. Musicians end up doing uh, as they go to like you know North Carolina or Texas yeah. or somewhere, and they buy a house. But uh, but yeah, I I, I wonder about like it's just it's such a magic moment that these you know six seven whatever, whatever you want to call uh, many, yeah. musicians can come together and make this work in a week and like and just yeah again just put not i'm not trying to say they have egos i'm just saying as songwriters you know put anything aside and just be really open and like that is so rare and so incredible and uh and also the fact that so they cool. recorded it in like five days it's like it's insane and also what's fun is that it sounds like they released three more songs and um i think it's called moss glorietta like if you go to glorietta yeah, moss glorietta uh yeah. actually it was released on our brother slash sister-in-law's birthday oh, December, really? slash pearl harbor day oh. december 7th 2018 nice. yeah they released uh yeah, those so, last couple songs so moss glorietta or whatever oh yeah and there's some strangers bed is gorgeous there's it's some got good a, yeah that's a great song i think it's david ramirez and kelsey wilson and he sings this first verse and she sings oh the yeah second she, verse. yeah she definitely sings uh the second verse in it and it's yeah, tough and her yeah. lyrics are really fucking She's good really dude good. they're She's just really good like awesome. i i love finding a i yeah like i said in the beginning this is a bonus because hopefully you'll go listen to delta spirit and noah genderson on yeah. his own and david ramirez and wild child but like yeah i went through a wild child like black hole one day at work and i was just like this chick is writing so yeah. such great yeah, fucking absolutely. songs so anyway i'll get so on. yeah let's put a pin <laughs> on it we're, we're uh wrapping up a little early today because we're both feeling lightweight under the weather um yeah I, we've got a storm coming yeah. who knows the power might go out go out that'd God, be fun I, hope not. I i love it when the power goes out uh freaks me out and we get some candles going. I have a lot of candles in this house. It'll be fine. Burn this mother down. We'll get some records playing. Oh, wait. The power's out. Yeah, Damn the power's it. out. We can't do shit. <laughs> Damn it. We'll just have to play acoustic guitars. Can't It'll be fine. Shit. It'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, we have some... Uh, we wanted to you know, shout out the Radio Keys um, news that we have. And that's not the Radio Keys. That's <laughs> Radio Keys news we have. Um, Tom can't hear you right now, but he's upset. Know, he's Wherever upset. he is, he's like, upset you put I think it wore off because we kept on getting called the Radio Keys. Like, in it's pretty happened much, so much that I feel like we're... I yeah. feel like... What's the band? We just, uh, Sleepwalkers? Yeah, Sleepwalkers. Yeah. We called them the Sleepwalkers. So many times. I feel, so many I times. I still feel bad about it. I'm just like, fuck, they're, they're Sleepwalkers. And we are Radio, radio Keys. Keys. Yeah, but it's tough. But the Sleepwalkers, so, yeah, the Radio Keys. I get it. I get it. I get it. And then... Um, when we showed up to Lagunitas, they had our name like written on a big ass chalkboard and it was radio and then under it was keys. So and like I was like, words. damn it, I want to draw a hyphen like, like, like so modest fucking mouse or yeah. postal service. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, basically, we're going to release 
um, that podcast form of the hangover sessions that we were in. Yeah. Um, the sound can be a little, um, a little hit or miss because we were like trying to like talk in the mics, but we were being super dumb with the microphones because no, we were, it was, just, it was like, hard to, we couldn't hear. So anyway, it was, it was fine. I thought it sounded yeah. good all in all. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, but I hear that you and Tom, Tom liked it a lot. And I, I, I thought that we did well in it. I thought, I thought we thought did we really were personable. well. Personable. Yeah. Um, I thought the songs went well. Yeah. Um, even if the you know the levels or whatever weren't great for the yeah. individual instruments, I, I, I hopefully we came across as no. I think it, I what think it, we are. I you think know? it sounded good, and I think uh, I think Alex does a really great job of uh, kind of uh, sewing everything together. Yeah, that's the DJ. Alex is the yeah. DJ. He's absolutely fabulous. Yeah, he made us feel really dude. comfortable yeah, and such like a good dude. yeah. So and he asked us good questions about uh, yeah. a good interviewer. Yeah. Um, but that that um, podcast is available now, and um, we're going to provide a link to it. So um, keep an eye out for that. And then we have a few dates coming up. Um, we're playing at the Siren in Morro Bay with Sammy Hagar's son, Andrew Hagar. I didn't know this. This is yeah. news to me. What? <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And um, after that, okay. we're, we're going to our home away from home, our favorite one of our favorite bars in the world, Dargan's. Oh, in, in Santa, Santa Barbara, Barbara, yeah. And with all our friends there. We had a great show there back in, what, September? It was our favorite so. moment of 2018, probably was at that show. My at favorite least. music moment, for yeah. sure, yeah. So I had so much fun there. That's March 9th, and then March 10th, we're swinging back up, and we're playing the Frog and Peach um, in San Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo, yeah. And then after that, we're going to kind of, I think, uh, what is it, Bartolini is the name of the pickup company. We uh, Tom got sponsored by them. And we're hoping to get some swag from them. Maybe hey, some pickups. Who knows? Maybe some swag. But uh, we're going to go to Bartolini's after that on Monday and then cruise back home. Yeah. And then. So that's in March. Yeah. And then, and then the big show in the Bay Area that we have is March 30th at Neck of the Woods downstairs in San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. So there's day out. Yeah. It's been a while since we've been in San Francisco playing. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah. And it's going to be a great time. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for Radio Keys News. Uh, we got one more Glorietta song to play. Um, oh, my favorite. And this one's a good <laughs> one. This one is uh, Sun- Someday, uh, David Ramirez and Noah Gunderson are singing it. And then if you want to chat about it a little bit more. I mean, please, it's... Please do. It's just, uh, yeah, so David Ramirez, we haven't really heard from him yet vocally. I think he's been on the backup. So he's singing the... Uh, the lead on this song and it's it's he's got a great, like, uh, you call him a baritone? Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's got a great, deep, good voice. Yeah, and, uh, I think you call him a bass baritone. I mean, yeah, it's um, usually basses can go up into the baritone range, and baritones can go down into the bass range. So yeah, I so, feel like true basses are like the dude from the Temptations. You know the the. He's like, yeah, the he's big not guy like, who just dies suddenly in the movie. Who are you like? He goes in the other room. You mean the five-hour movie about the Temptations that they <laughs> play on only, VH1? It, it was, was only so five hours long. It was on VH1. But <laughs> yeah, that guy like he like wheelchairs <laughs> in the other room and then he dies and you're like, wait, no, what? I remember that film being very confusing and I was just watching it like, what's happening with this band? He's like a Great Dane, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. You know I love Great Danes. Um, so yeah, someday it's kind of a. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just a gorgeous song. Um, so I'll let them do it. And it's uh, yeah. So it's David Ramirez uh, with uh, Noah on the harmonies, and in the chorus you'll hear the harmonies really strong. Um, and uh, it's kind of about, I guess, kind of looking towards the future. Not not unlike sinking ship. Maybe you're in a relationship and you're saying that in the future. Uh, this will all be over, but maybe it's about their band. But things as Gloria. they are right now. Ooh, <laughs> we just 
Oh, we figured it out. We, we cracked the code. But yeah, he's got this cool line. It's like, uh, you know, um, it's basically like, uh, you know, tonight I'm just going to get into trouble and see double and, and not think about, you know, make more excuses not to leave you. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of being in a bad moment and looking towards the future mm. and I'll stop trying to explain it. But um, yeah, Glorietta is incredible. They did one tour and I don't know if they're going to, they, they, they've said very adamantly that that was it because was they're probably, all, yeah. they're all such uh, busy people. But yeah, if and you this go is to maybe their only album. Yeah. But, if you go to GloriettaMusic.com, you can go to their about page and then there's a link to every single individual artist page. Noah yes. Gunderson, Matthew Logan Vasquez, Kelly, sorry, Kelsey Wilson, yeah. Adrian Quesada. His doesn't work though. <laughs> what? <laughs> His link doesn't oh, work. Oh dang it! Yeah. Come on. So you just gotta Google him. Jason but otherwise... Robert Bloom or Bloom? I think Bloom. B U B L U M. He actually writes uh, one of my favorite songs that we're not gonna play. It's Easy Come Easy Go, which is yeah. straight. Uh, Randy Newman. Yeah. Kind of. What did I say? What's yeah, you know, Girl you from was... Impanima? Uh, yeah. No, not Girl from Impanima. Um, What's that type of a song called though? I, I can't tell you. Never mind. Um, and then David Ramirez is also on that page. And of course, you can find Nathaniel Rightliff pretty much instantly <laughs> yeah. by Googling him. Um, but definitely go down the rabbit hole. Checking Bossa out these Nova artists. is what I was Bossa looking Nova, for. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway. Like, check um, out those, check out those artists. It, like The cool thing about Glorietta is it opens you up to an entire... like pandora's box of music that you might not have known existed before and yeah it's a fun thing about the super groups just like middle brother where yeah. you can kind of discover a lot of people at once um so thank you so much glorietta for letting us do your uh yeah. feature your music and uh totally yeah hopefully we spread the love a little bit and, and shout out to pat cassidy i guess he's their manager yeah. or uh, thanks pat rights holder or whatever and he gave us permission i wonder if he was there <laughs> yeah, maybe H hanging out just getting you never know you drunk. never know with all, all right. the tequila and all the hot tub bathing <laughs> anyway this last song is off glorietta's self-titled album glorietta 2018 and it is called someday and thanks for listening we're radio keys i'm Stuart. i'm emily and we're gonna keep searching for that sweet, sweet soul, soul music, music.